0: What up, what up, y'all? Oh my god. You did that on purpose. (laughs) Go ahead. What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer (laughs) Walk the Podcast. The insurgent bi-weekly audio syllabus hosted for and by queer women of color, queer folks of color. I am money, uh The dismayed doctor.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. And I am Nikita, and I am sleepless in Syracuse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is it any more fun than being sleepless in Seattle?
1: (laughs) I certainly not. It's probably about the same, actually.
0: Well, I'm glad you're back. You were missed last episode.
1: Oh, God, yeah. I'm so tired. This job is working me to death. Yeah. But uh, actually it's not working me to death because I'm still here. Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's a good thing. <laughs> Sorry, this is not some kind of intervention. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, let's drop the intro. <laughs> Your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses I see your glow from a distance Your vibe to my submission I give you all of me Wanna make you proud of me We see the God in all you do Your light is harmony I hope you hear that on the daily,
0: baby, your love, you love. All right, Nikita. You want to tell folks where they can find this Insurgent Bi-Weekly Audio Syllabus?
1: Yes, you all can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at QueerWalkPOD. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash QueerWalkPOD. And you can also find us on Tumblr, where this whole shebang began, QueerWalk.com.
0: And where can folks listen?
1: They can listen to us on Pocket Cast, CastBox, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and as of recently, Spotify.
0: That's right. So everywhere you get your favorite podcasts.
1: Everywhere you, listen, you can listen to major podcasts, you can find QueerWalk. All right. So, Money, you and I are the co-hosts of this illustrious, illuminating, insurgent bi-weekly audio syllabus, but it takes a whole community to make this thing go round. So, can you tell people how they can contribute to this community? No
0: problem. Um, Our episodes are brought to y'all by y'all, so you can contribute in one of two major ways. The first is by loving us out loud. Do the R's. You can rate us, review us, request a topic, repost the episodes, retweet when we're on the Twitter streets, and reply. Use the hashtag QueerWOC to talk all things the podcast, or just add us at QueerWalkPod, P-O-D. You can also send us an email or submit your Curved Chronicles at QueerWalkPod at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, or if you have, I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? You know, I was going to say, or if you have um, a topic suggestion or something you think, uh, you know, we would be interested in. Or, you know, you know, the thing about social media is that it is, in fact, social. Um, So maybe you (laughs) want to send us something a little bit more personal, um, private, one might say. So you could send whatever private missive your heart desires at QueerRockPod at gmail.com.
0: You can also give us your money one of two ways. The first way is a non-commitment way over on the cash app. It's a dollar sign Queer Walk Pod, P-O-D. You can give us as much or as little as your pockets will allow. The second way is to become a sustainer by joining the Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash Queer Pod to become a patron. And that is just a small monthly donation that ensures that Queer Walk continues for more episodes so we have some suggested donations over there but you can give again as much or as little as your pockets will allow
1: allow that's right
0: all right alizé let's moving on along to the queer queer walk walk, queer walk queer walk, walk queer walk of the week of the week i'm just not even i'm gonna give up trying to coordinate that with you since you've decided that it's a different rhythm
1: I have not decided anything I wait in anticipation Not even in anticipation I'm so afraid that you're going to yell at me That I'm afraid to start too soon Oh okay That's not my fault you drive this thing with an iron I give you the No you don't don't give me a cue You give me a If you fuck it up That's going to be your ass (laughs) That's that's the way I feel (laughs) And I don't feel like I can thrive At doing the intro When I have that kind of uh, Fear being put into me
0: and yet, somehow, you still mess it up every time.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you don't make it feel safe. That's why.
0: Oh, 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 now this is unsafe.
1: <laughs> okay. Why do you sound like that? All why do right, you so. sound like a black mama? Oh, oh, I pay all your bills. I put food on the table. I put clothes on your back. But you don't feel safe. Okay, understood. <laughs> why do you sound like that to me? <laughs> Can you tell folks anyway. what, the, what
0: the Queer Walk of the Week Segment is
1: <laughs> Yes So the Queer Walk slash Queer Park Of the Week segment is Um it's, it's The segment that i affectionately also like to call the the roses segment and so something we always say here is that you know we don't want to have to wait until queer walk and queer park people become ancestors we want to give them their roses while they're still here with us so this is just a segment where we amplify celebrate and just highlight and recognize a queer woman of color a queer person of color who's just doing the damn thing that's right and this episode is no different
0: so, this episode's Queer Walk of the Week is award winning audio producer, <laughs> creator, podcaster, innovator, artist, and baddie
1: Sam Riddell.
0: Woo!
2: <laughs> I like, so, so I, I was just
1: thinking, I'm like, I just cannot believe. As long as we've been doing this goddamn show, the Sam has never okay. been a queer walk of the week.
0: I know. It's
1: overdue.
0: I apologize. mm Overdue.
1: <laughs> that's what that, that's what that silence was for. I'm just like Sorry. You know, we, okay. We should have given you your roses way sooner, Sam. That's all I'm saying. Sam I say. okay,
0: Sam, we give Sam all the roses. We give you know, we uplift the inner hose. Sure but like not, not as queer all the time. You know, queer rock of not, the week is not right, special not as formally yeah. as making Sam queer rock of the week. So Exactly. My apologies. This is very long overdue. Um but you know I love you, Sam. Okay. Indeed. So can I gush and tell folks gush. why why Sam is queer rock of the week? Okay, yes. so I first started listening to Sam's uh to Sam at the end of like twenty sixteen. It was after that election, you know? Um, and I first was introduced to Sam through her podcast, Inner Hole Uprising, where she's the principal host. Um, Inner Hole Uprising, I mean if you listen to Queer Walk, you probably have heard us talk about Inner yeah. Hole Uprising a lot of times before. But for those of you who might be new to us or to the host, Inner Hole Uprising is a podcast about sex, love and dating from a really smart Twenty quartet of Black feminist twenty somethings living in New York City, which they now have over two hundred and thirty episodes, six seasons in. So, oh my um, god, you have a very deep catalog to go explore with the hoes. Yeah, and also uh, shout out to the rest of the hoes: Rodeca, Rob, and Akua. Yeah, and. If y'all are... If this is new information to you that Inner Ho Uprising is a podcast, please go check it out. They're still ongoing. They just dropped an episode um, about PCOS that I felt very seen. I was very happy that to hear folks talking about PCOS because it is so common, but there's not a lot of information about it, especially not a lot of black uh, women yeah. information, black folks who menstruate information out there. So... Inner Hope Uprising, doing the good work. So IHU has been highlighted everywhere, but I'm just going to name a few places that, <laughs> that Inner Hope Uprising has been celebrated. Refinery29, The Body is Not an Apology, shout out to Sonya Renee Taylor, Blavity, Medium, and a featured podcast in Pod and Live NYC, shout out to T with Queen and Jay. So... Really, anywhere you at, <laughs> you've probably seen or listened to, engaged with Sam's content. Um, so this exposed me to Sam as not only like a podcaster, another like you know millennial black feminist trying to figure out you know queerness and dating. Um, and I will I will also say this is not like the uh, Curve Chronicles or other <laughs> other sex, love, and dating podcasts. The hoes really take um, thoughtful, deep approaches to talking about 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 sex, love, and dating topics. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it did. You know, it's not like how I be fucking around on here. Like, oh, here's my DMs, but they do like deep dives. It's you know, it's very relational, healing. You know. yeah so so inner whole uprising not only put me on to Sam's work as a creator but also as a- bl- a queer black feminist storyteller and an interviewer. I know I've said this
1: Sam is like an unparalleled
0: it's so amazing um so I just I'll put a link in the uh description of this episode to some of my favorite inner whole uprising interviews um I mean, the most recent episode with Akua and Sam interviewing um, Sam the guest on that episode about PCOS was amazing. But some throwback ones. So they did a, a double series on like like big femme season and big nigga season. It was just like about being fat, mm-hmm. you know, bigger, plus size, sure. whatever, and dating. Um, I love both of those episodes. Uh, so I think I'm going to put the link to both of them in the description of this episode so y'all can go check it out. But I know that they're episode 118 and 122 because I listened to them multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) So another fave interview for me that Sam has done is the Love is Elusive Like God episode with the other BBB homie, Diamond Styles. I also refer to this episode a lot. It was just, just an incredible interview. And then there's one more that I really love, Um, Spiritual Bitch Slap from my Two-Spirit Femme, (laughs) and so it it was about, obviously, from the title, um, like, Two-Spirit, their guest on that episode was a Two-Spirit person and talked a lot about indigeneity and queerness. Loved, love, loved that interview. I'm not going to link this one because they... Uh, so Sam is also not just a skilled interviewer when she has fantastic guests, like the ones that I listed in those past episodes. But also she does this thing where she exposes how ridiculous somebody is when they're a guest on Rising 2. You know, like like she asks these questions <laughs> yeah. and you just be like, yeah, yeah. You, you, f- you feel yeah. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> You feel pretty silly yep. right now, don't you? So there was this one interview that I'm remembering right now that Sam did with this person who was horrifically, like, body-shamey and um, had made this book about, like, basically, like, ugly ugly body parts of uh, ugly genitals of uh, other people. And Sam just really ate oh, that ass wow. up in a very intersectional, black feminist way. So, <laughs> <laughs> Love it, love it, here for it. Uh, She's also one of the punniest people on social media. Um, If you're not following Sam, I'll put her at in the description of this episode. But if you could just take a look at IHU episode titles and see how incredibly uh, word savvy and punny she is.
1: Absolutely. So
0: aside from her work on her own creation and her whole uprising, she's also lead producer of the Endos Jeans podcast. And In Those jeans is a hip-hop-inspired podcast hosted by a black geneticist, Dr. Janina Jeff, um, that explores the identities of African descendants through the lens of black culture. It's, it's a very beligity black podcast, and it's a very genetics, science-y podcast.
1: Right up my alley. <laughs> yeah.
0: Recently, in 2021, um, In Those Genes episode, That Rona... Uh, won the Third Coast Richard Dryas Foundation Impact Award, which uh, that episode was all about what coronavirus COVID nineteen is, and it
1: yeah 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 so
0: amazingly like used black cultural references to explain what the virus is and all the rumors right. around it around the uh, how vaccines are made. It was just a, an incredible incredible mm-hmm. episode about the vid. Um, and it was so good that it won that award, making Sam an award-winning pandemic podcast producer. So
1: <laughs> hot damn! So
0: um, I'm, I'll also link that episode where you can go listen to the "Dat Rona, Dat Rona" episode of In Those Jeans, because some of these uh, misconceptions—I mean, thankfully, very quickly it was unpacked that Black people are not immune from because that was a yeah. thing last year around this time at the
1: beginning yeah that's
0: so right so i just yeah just wanted to highlight and shout out sam continuing to do amazing things in these podcast streets as a queer black feminist and also uh these blue braids playing the drums is just a look playing the fucking drum it is a look okay so go follow Sam at Slam rid and see these blue braids on them drums. Yeah. So shout out to Sam. We love you.
1: We love you uh, so much. We appreciate you so much. And we're sorry we didn't uh, amplify you sooner.
0: We? When the last time you did a Queer Rock of the Week? Money.
1: I did the labor how long person like two episodes ago. Okay, It was like two episodes <laughs> okay. ago. Anyway, shut up, Montanique. We love you, Sam.
0: We love you. All right, y'all. So here is where we would usually do the mental moment of money, followed closely by the leftist luminary labor lecture with Nikita. But this episode is special, and we really wanted to give like time and space to Black queer pop culture. Absolutely, with
1: Romeo, and we had so, so much goddamn fun talking to Romeo. And you know, yeah, you get uh, Black queer people together, and we just go and keep going and going and going and going. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we family.
0: <laughs> so yeah, catch us next episode for the mental moment and the word Absolutely. with Nikita. All right, so we're going to move it on along to our topic segment. And this week, we actually have a topic. So We do. Our topic segment is like our pro- um, queer potpourri segment is where we talk about all the things that don't fit in our other segments. And today, we are joined by... What to say we have a guest. I oh, know. <laughs> the incomparable... A very,
1: very cute guest, too. I just need to throw that out there. Come
0: on. <laughs> Nikita Nikita always flirts with our guests. We got we gotta
1: <laughs> Well, just if you if we would pick uh ugly guests then I wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> okay, Nikita.
0: All right. So we're joined by Romeo Jackson, also known as Black Queer Femme. Uh so Romeo, we like to ask all of our guests, even though we know and love you, I consider you one of my queer siblings. Um Yes, yes. We just always like to ask folks to introduce themselves, their origin story, because you know you like a, a queer superhero
2: to us. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what do I include in my origin story?
0: Just tell us about you Like who you are Okay.
1: You know? What do you want the people to know oh, about? Well, the... Come on okay. okay Don't sit up here and be coquettus Oh you
2: know. Know. That's Okay You're not trying to expose me Okay <laughs> Tell
0: us um, You know not That you're the grandchild of Gracie Lee what Well you what? know
2: You know I was about to invoke my grandmother <laughs> off the bat Because I have to invoke Gracie Lee Fowler wherever I go Let's start there yes. What's my origin story It's for the black woman of course <laughs> That's what I'm about for uh, that's my late grandmother, Gracie Lee Fowler, you know, from Mississippi, migrated from up to Chicago, came on up to Chicago through the Great Migration, um, which is where I was born. Um, you know, from the south side of Chicago proudly, even though I went to a suburb for high school and stuff. I'm still from the south side, <laughs> like period. Um. What else? I'm a PhD student. Unfortunately, I always joke. I always say, "Unfortunately, money." You know, yes. like it's yes. You know, I. You, truth is, I'm tired. Okay, and the answers aren't clear. Okay, like. Um, but I love doing that. Um, so it's in a higher education leadership program. Um, most likely I'll be doing something related to Black trans folks in higher education. Um, I'm excited to be here because I watch so much TV. <laughs> As anyone knows, like, I watch yeah. a lot of TV and I comment uh, mm-hmm. and tweet about a lot of TV. You do. Um, um, I was telling my I was like, I want to be like bell hooks and be like a culture critic, but for like the gays, but I don't like to write. So this is a great venue for me. <laughs> 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 this is a great venue for me to get my, uh, cultural critique on <laughs> in a way where I don't have to write nothing. So Right.
0: Yes. That's that's why I knew we had to have you on for this episode. I was telling Nikita, I was like, Romeo is like a pop culture guru. Okay, (laughs) they just they just be knowing about everything. You, I have been put on to so much stuff following you on Twitter that I would have never known about. So, (laughs) oh
2: wow, thank you, so sweet. Yeah, well, and you know, I've been trying to get on this podcast for about a year now, a year two years now. I've been, like, texting, like, just let me know. I'm ready. I'm willing. Like, I, hello. <laughs> so, so, I guess the,
0: like, running theme of this episode is, like, we should have been did this. We should have been did uh, yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that it's happening now. I I apologize. It'd just be so hard to coordinate. It'd be so, it'd be so
2: much going on.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, Yeah. All right, y'all. So, we so Dr. Sammy has charged the three of us to do Ooh. a black queer pop culture mm. roundup to just yeah. talk about from our perspectives. I feel like we have the whole spectrum here. We have Romeo yeah. who's very plugged in, you know, they know about everything. <laughs> We have me who like I feel like I'm kind of right you know, in, the in the middle. Yeah, I'm like I know you know. Yeah, got and a little then there's me. And then there's Nikita.
1: <laughs> I don't know anything. And she, I'm just like got I'm here. really going to be a student. <laughs> I love that. I'm ready to absorb and receive um, the knowledge because. When I think black queer culture, I'm like, oh, we're talking about like Luther Vandross and Grace Jones. Counts. so Counts. Come on, Luther. Fair, so, fair. I'm, so I'm a little bit behind the curve.
2: Just a little. Just a we'll few get, years. We'll get you caught up a little bit today.
1: Okay. I, I can't wait. All right. Uh, so class is in session. <laughs> Recess is over.
0: All right. So my first question for y'all. As as I started to think about this topic today, uh, this word "mainstream" gets used a lot, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Especially in talking about Black queer folks creating art. Mm-hmm. So can we can we unpack this idea of mainstream? And is this something that we should actually be striving for as Black queer creators?
2: Oh, mm. uh, I go first. Okay, take it away, Romeo. I was like, okay, <laughs> Michael. Well, okay, I was. I- <laughs> Well, you know, my first, um, let's start with what we mean by mainstream. That's often code for white, straight, Mm -hmm. cisgender, able-bodied, insert things, right? So I think often when we say we want to break into the mainstream or we want to be mainstream, that's our shortcut way of saying I want to be viewed and respected by whiteness. Yes. Right, which... For a myriad of reasons, right, I'll never shame a black queer or trans creator for that being their goal, right? Like, you know, we we live under economic exploitation, also known as capitalism. And so, you know, particularly I think as academics, it's hard for us. (laughs) Right? It's one of my pet peeves is when black intellectuals or black academics are like, we should divest from the Oscars. Well, mm-hmm. girl, our whole livability depends on white people thinking we're smart yeah. and publishing our mm-hmm. shit. So, right, like, we're all in the mess. <laughs> so I think want to start there because, yeah, like, and what do we lose when we become mainstream, right? Right. We, um, whether it's criticality, whether it's who we're speaking to, right? Because... Audience if, change. That's right, the cause, biggest thing. Because... If you're a black queer creator creating for black queer people, unapologetically, that's not going to be mainstream. Right. 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 Like, Mm -hmm. um, unless it's crowded around being controversial, or unless your centralized message is black queer people are wrong and need to be fixed, right, then that can probably get some mainstream attention. So, so yeah, that's kind of initial thoughts. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. So I think about, um, mainstream, obviously a lot of the same ways. Um, and, and I guess like the day-to-day way I think about mainstream is like, am I played on the radio? Right. Mm-hmm. Am, um, can you like walk into a museum and see my artwork? Right. You know, right. so all of these institutions that have been stamped by whiteness as like a A hub of culture you know like that's that's what i think of as mainstream um and now when i think about it i don't know if it's because i grew up in new york you know or what but that has like never been the sort of like standard that i've seen right black folks black queer folks measure their brilliance and excellence by you know um but it is like the the place that you that cuts your check, right? So, right. so even Oof. though everybody knows that so and so is an amazing painter or an amazing mm-hmm. designer um or an amazing singer, they not living off their art because they can't get into these spaces where the resources are being hoarded. So I think that has shifted in like the past twenty years. I think I was about uh, to th- say that. Yeah. I think this idea of mainstream it, I thought it was, like, fading away until, you know, Lil Nas in the last two weeks just shook the table. But, um, okay, I don't want to give too much to Soulja Boy, but I really think Soulja Boy did something uh, uh-huh. with, like, with um, independent artists and uploaded straight to the internet, right? Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that there there is a reason why we see such a shift in the demographics of who is rapping right now because the gatekeepers mm. have been removed for women. You don't have to be stamped right. by some dude anymore. Yeah. Um, and so now I think it's more about like I see the word used like normalized. Like, can we normalize it? Like, that's mainstreaming. You know, like yeah, yeah,
2: like, yeah.
0: Is it is it consumable or a shared idea? For a bunch of people,
1: yeah. I mean, when you ask me, when you well, when you ask the question, what is mainstream? I feel like the the other way to ask the question is like, what is it? What is the popular in popular culture? And I think it's like mm-hmm. widespread, significant, and widespread recognition. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's like the uh, the most basic way. To put it, and I think what Romeo just said, one of the things that Romeo said is like really, really critical. I think it's, there's always a, a contradictory nature to it, right? Where it's like, there is like, there is a certain, there's a, there are certain things that end up, you end up foregoing, mm-hmm. whether structurally or like personally, in order to get, you know, to that broader popular or mainstream or however you want to call it. Um, and so I think there is something, so I think there's like a contradictory, like kind of like two part hmm. thing to it in the sense of, I mean, we know we we're gonna get into like the little Nas X, you know, thing, but I, there is something important about like when certain kinds of ideas and certain kinds of people are like recognized, not just like recognized, but like, you know, dare I say, even like liked in the popular culture, like mm-hmm. that it does, it 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 signifies something you know and i think that it's important to figure out what that like what what that something is like because it's like when you when things that are popular shift and change i think it's up to us as critical people and it's like, I'm not any kind of cultural critic by, by any stretch of the imagination but it's like I think it's people it's important for us to try to figure out what is accounting for the shift in the culture and how right. culture is moving and so it's not about whether we should aspire to it but it's like what are, what mechanisms and what things are happening that can account for why these shifts in their culture are happening at any given moment that I feel part. like that's the, way for, that's the way I think I would like to think about it
0: yeah. So, is the is the pop, the populist that is is referred to in pop culture, is that shifting? Is it yeah. l- less of a, a cis white, able-bodied right. hetero audience now? Like, do y'all
2: do y'all no. think that? Absolute, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. No, no. Well, I think it's what becomes commodifiable f- to further right racial capitalism or whatever, right? That. Right, Lil Nas X, um, right, really through his own, right, savvy on social media and marketing yes. and, and, and being a barb, right? So being great at mm-hmm. Twitter, right? Like, yes, um, exactly. Old Town Road shot off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for that long run, um, which I think now allows him some access and, and he created some space for himself. Right to do what the fuck he wants to do when you have the longest running number one on Billboard, mm-hmm. right? The same, I mean, right? I think Rihanna took a less, less like a longer route there, but right, she she was in this like intense contract where she had to release an album every six months, every year. Yeah. right? Then she gets to her last one. She's a superstar. She takes more time to do what she wants, and now she's doing whatever mm-hmm. she wants. So I think the demographic population shifts have very little to do with it. I think it's all about. You know, for me, like, that question, too, is, like, you got to follow the money. Yeah. Um, and where, the so, money
0: reside?
2: where the money resides? Where the money resides? Where the money resides? <laughs> where the money resides. Yeah, Which is also
0: black queer pop com- culture. Right. Like, I, yep, think, yep, I think yep. so much about memes and who goes viral yep. and how yep. black and gay it is.
2: Always. Like, yeah. very. So. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something to be said about the southern. way... And Southern, the way Southern. that black, queer, and trans people's work can be used for mockery, laughs, and entertainment, but never valued. That, right, that, but never mm-hmm. valued mm-hmm. as, like, lives, right? So mm-hmm. that's why, like, um, I feel like we're, you know, there was big academic debates when Laverne Cox was on the t- the cover of Times, and it was titled Transgender Tipping Point.
0: Yeah. And,
2: be, right? and a bunch of academics were like, What's the tipping point and for whom? Not the majority mm-hmm. of black trans women. Mm-hmm. Maybe for Laverne Cox, which is great. Yeah. We, we love our sister. Right, maybe for Janet Mock, we love our sister. Uh, but not so much for T.S. Madison, right, where yep. it took yep. years longer mm-hmm. for her to get her first reality show. Right, yeah. so, like, we have to grapple with which images um, become palpable to mainstream culture. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: So... Speaking of, I was my, my next thought in this conversation was, um, I think a lot of times people like to think, think about it, particularly black queerness as like just popping up, you know, like we, just, we just right. emerged or dropped from the sky, mm-hmm. but we've been here and we all come from legacies and lineages, um, that allow, you know, black queer folks to exist. So. I was thinking, I was trying to think about this and wanted to ask y'all, like, who was the first, like, image or, like, representation of some kind of black queerness in pop culture that you remember? I can start, since I asked Please. So, okay. So, MC Light. Hey, Solor. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know if she's... However, she publicly identifies, but... Right. alleged On this mic, for the purposes of this conversation. Um, so, I won't talk directly about her identity, because that's her business, but I will talk about the impact it had on me to say to see the video of Cha-Cha-Cha, and this tells y'all how much of a Brooklyn girl my mom was, That that this is one of my <laughs> earliest memories of pop culture. So, the video for Cha-Cha-Cha, my mom used to play it so much, like... You know, like one of those Sunday morning Mm -hmm, cleaning things. And in the video, MC Light is dressed in this like all white pimp suit, kind of like Big Daddy Kane or something. Mm. And she gets out this black car. It's just such a visual of masculinity and this tiny... Petite woman, you know, like jumps out the car with this pimp suit on and she, you could chat 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 to this Mardi Gras. I'm the dopest female that you heard thus far. And oh my god, like that, that just like blew my little mind. I was <laughs> I love it. I, I'm just like the whole I don't know how to describe it. It was, like, the whole mystique of it, the whole vibe of it was so hyper-masculine. But she was just, like, this tiny, cute little woman. And I was just, like, like, femme masculinities is a thing, you know? Like, it was just, yeah, yeah, it was just, like, this moment. And so that just kind of sprung me into, you know, and I was an 80s baby, so growing up in the 90s, like... TLC
1: and like Aaliyah was, and all was, these. That was that's who I was about to say. Just them two actually. Yeah, uh, and Left Eye and Aaliyah.
0: Left Eye and Aaliyah, yes, with the boxers and the short. You know, it was just like yeah. what girls could do this too. I used to beg my mom to twist my hair like the brat. Uh, it had yes. I always had <laughs> the bobos the with the twist. Yes. <laughs> so that those are like my earliest. Um, like I guess queering of this idea mm, of what girlhood same. and girls look like. Same. Um and then this is mad random, but I, I don't know why I remember so clearly. There was this episode of In the House that Ruth mm. was on.
1: Ah. I feel like I vaguely remember that episode. <laughs> yes.
0: And just like seeing like LL cool J was a huge rap artist at this time, right? Mm-hmm. Who has like this, you know, sitcom where he's a manny. Um And he's just having, like, a regular friendship and conversation with Ru. RuPaul, right? And I was just like, oh, Oh. shit! Like, (laughs) I don't... I mean, I didn't have words at the time. I was probably, like, nine or ten. But I didn't have all these words for, like, this is doing something. Yeah, You know? But it's just a a moment in pop culture that Mm. I remember.
2: I love it.
1: Yeah. That's making me think about... um Uh, What's her face? Queen Latifah, living single. Ah,
0: yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, and set it off. That's set it off, girl. What you talking? Oh my,
1: set it off. Do you mean set it off?
0: Because, woo, Cleo, come on now.
1: I think I had some gender stuff going on when I watched that because I was. I feel like when I watched that movie, I was like, someone is going to know something about me if they watch this film. I was like, you got to turn this (laughs) shit off,
0: Nikita. (laughs) My my little gay ass would come home from school every day and watch Set It Off. Why, Why was I doing that Do, as a give, kid? do you remember that scene? You know
2: that scene when she's dropping the dollars at home, girl? Yes. On, on the, yes. I think about that. I thought about that scene a lot as a child.
0: As the children say, lives rent-free in lives, my mind. Lives rent-free. Oh
1: my
2: god. Whew. Um, yes. Let you know, I was trying to think back to the early, and I'm so happy that you mentioned Queen Latifah, because I always forget about Set It Off, um, um, but what also comes up for me, and I tell people this all the time, my first memory of black trans women is, like, Jerry Springer, yes. and, like, mm, black yeah. trans women being framed as, like, liars, suspicious, yep. um, and so, which I always think is important to name, because that was my introduction to black trans people. Mm-hmm. Right, was through mm-hmm. Jerry Springer's show um yeah. and how black trans women were being framed. I also um think about Will and Grace and Chris Folk a lot because I used to sneak and watch Will and Grace and Chris Folk, which as you both probably know are so cis and white. Yeah. But mm-hmm. but Will and Will and Grace had a black boyfriend who was a cop, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um and It was random, right? Like, he was there for, like, a couple episodes and gone. Queer Folk had a couple random black people and were gone. So, by the time I got to Noah's Ark, which I think if I really had to pick the pop culture moment that did it for me, it was really watching Noah's Ark because I hadn't seen any stories centering black queer people before that. Mm -hmm. Like, as main characters, Mm -hmm. right? As... At the center of this story, um, and I think I also like Way and D. L. Trey, I was like, "Well, I'm so turned on right now by this toxic trade, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and and unfortunately, <laughs> some things never change. And so, part, <laughs> and so part of it, part what of toxic it, toxic trade. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I love the alliteration. Uh, <laughs> And one of the things that annoy me today when I watch pop culture things is what watching Will and Grace, and Chris folk taught me. Right, is this way like it always? Black queer people are still almost always framed as having white partners. Yep. And are non-black partners, right? Which is why Chris folk is so awesome, right? Because <laughs> not only are they black queer men, their partners are and their husbands or their tricks or the fuck for the night is often black as well. Noah's um, Ark. Right, yeah, Noah's Ark, yeah. which is something we didn't have. And so those are the ones that like jump I'm sure there's more I'm just forget. I, yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean I mean I mean I went to I mean I went to undergrad and got turned out. Like so then I was like what's Paris is burning, what's pariah? What are all these yes. things you know? Mm-hmm. So which I think helped me connect to a different part of my history in cool ways. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. I was just thinking about like that when we when we are in pop culture and this goes back to the first question about mainstream, like the only way that black queer people can be legible to pop culture is if our partners are not black. And so I even think about that with Euphoria, which is I think is doing really, Mm -hmm. really like cool things, but also, you know, rue and jewels (laughs) that, you know, Rue, who has, like, a poster of Young May in her room, is also dating, um, you know, the fairy white girl, right. Jules. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. So.
2: <sighs> yeah. Well, and it's, I, I don't know. So, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with The Winx Club, but Netflix did a live action called Faith, The Winx Club Saga or something. Um, it's a total random Netflix show, but there's, like, this random black queer character in it and his whole arc is like falling in love with his white bully. Um, and I also oh my god, what's Can the name? I tell it? you
0: how much I hate that. I hated it in Sex Education. Sex
2: Education, yes, I was gonna go. say. So like, my homegirl Eric, they played my sister. Yeah. Now I'm happy Eric got his dick sucked first by that white guy, because I th- <laughs> because because. No, that I am. That was pop
0: culture moment. It was it an intervention. Was, okay. It was an
2: intervention. No, it re- looks. So it just it really was because I was like, if he sucks this bully's dick first, I exactly. swear. To- <laughs> like, but like, I think that's one of the tropes of the black queer character, right? It's like this yeah. fall in love with your right because because it it combines the queer stuff around like the trope around queer people falling in love with our bullies or that bullies are all secretly gay. Like you mm-hmm. know what that's about. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, throw in the way that black people become used as pawns, right, in this Faith Saga series, what we see is like not only is he in love with the bully, but then he becomes subservient to this white woman who's also or white teen who's also in this show. Right, so it's like all the shit mixed up in once. You got a, yep. you got the white bully who you're in love with, for you're in a racial mm-hmm. clique, right? The black gay character is still subservient to these white strategies and dreams, right? So it's all just like, can 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 we breathe? Like, can mm-hmm. I get a moment?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like all of this makes me think about. I mean, I feel like the the main issue with like when we talk about like culture and representation is um i mean this is like where i just like i kind of go like old school marxist and i'm like this is why we have to have like an analysis of like the political economy of the cultural industri- industries right because that like, meaning like who are the people that are actually involved in the decision make like when we're analyzing what gets on the screen or what's mm-hmm. on the song, that's like so far down the line mm-hmm. in terms of like cultural production, At the you end know, in of terms the day, of like
0: Lucian Cage yeah. still cuts my check.
1: <laughs> so I think I think about that so much, and it's like yeah. we know Kanye West is a mess, yeah, for so many different reasons. But yeah. I will never ever forget that because when he said that, because everybody was like, "Oh man," when he said, "You ain't got the answer this way," I'm like, "The, the real quotable." was lucian grange still cuts my check and i was like i don't know who that person is right and it's like how do you how do how do i not know somebody i mean who's i mean i'm not hip but i listen to music mm-hmm. and it's like how do i not know who one of the ceos of the largest music you know conglomerate in the world is exactly. and pays, it's like
0: who pays like these people that we tell as like black billionaires Right, and this it's like, Kanye, right. and that's
1: what Kanye West was saying in that thing, where it's mm-hmm. like, I still have to answer, you know, to this French white man who who runs, I think Sony Music Group or Universal yeah. Music Group or something, and mm-hmm. so and so, I say that to say that like these you you get these ridiculous um, storylines about mm-hmm. um, us because it's like these are people who are in you know. Who are in industries and who are in rooms where there's nobody who's like, there's nobody, I hate kind of the phrase nobody who looks like us, but it's like nobody who's in there just like, like that is not what like a black queer person would do in that moment. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, we're not the ones who are in those rooms shaping those stories and those characters. And so it's like. Of course, you're like, and because like there are some shows I watch, and I'm like, now you know damn well, uh, black, yeah. So this is, I didn't have this on for us to talk about, but I feel like
0: it kind of fits. This I don't know if y'all have seen Behind Her Eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I even it's heard another it. random Netflix. The real question is, who's bankrolling this stuff at Netflix? Who's oh, giving the green light? Hello, because the entirety of behind her eyes I don't know why I finished it I think it was cuz it was so bad I just had to know how it ended <laughs> but um the entire show I was like these are not decisions that a black woman would make mm. that a black single mama would make like I just <laughs> this doesn't resonate at all like this is not how I know black women to to um feel safe in the world to maneuver yeah. like this to you know I'm just like why is she going out of her way to be concerned about this random white woman that she just met who's also her boss's wife like th- it just felt so mm. un authentic like well, this is not how a black woman
2: it's the mammy trope like reimagined mm-hmm. right it's just like the mammy trope reimagined you're like yeah. That's, yeah. so many roles for black women it's mm-hmm. just that like You know, I think about in Scandal, when Mama Pope was like, girl, you're the help. You and Cyrus are the help. I felt that, okay, because, (laughs) right, and Olivia Pope's character is more than that, but it was this moment of recognition to say, right, like, at the end of the day, how does, like, the media will always frame all black people around particular tropes, Mm -hmm, right? Um, And we see the emerging of, I think, a black queer trope.
0: Yes, and you...
2: Go ahead, Money. Oh,
0: go ahead, Nikita. I was just going to get us into talking about some things that have happened lately, but...
1: Oh, I was just going to just kind of shift course a little bit. It's like, it's funny because when Romeo was talking about, like, Will and Grace, something I think about in, like, the 90s is that I feel like there are so many shows in, like, the late 90s and early 2000s, like, black ones, where I'm like, if those shows would have been out now, they would have had... Queer characters, because like, yeah. like when I like when I uh, rewatch, girlfriends, I'm like, why would they do Lynn like that? Wow, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You
1: know, and I'm like, and like it, you know, ten years or fifteen years from like mm-hmm. living single, um, Khadijah whatever, or even um, Max, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and not to mention Kyle Barker. I mean, whatever. Come on, but yeah. I so I'm like, because it's like I would never. I just like I used to watch. Like, you know, I I watched, like, Will and Grace and, like, some other probably, like, white queer shows, but I'm, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the moment was missed with, like, black queer. Absolutely. On, like, black shows, because I'm, like, I feel like we have a, black people yeah. have a better sense of black people, and it's, like, I feel like I yeah. trust black, even, I I think black queer people should be telling our stories, but, I like, I think black women, straight or otherwise, I feel like would have had, a, would have been sharper you know and that kind of to me goes back to the question of mainstream it's like that wasn't a moment where i'm sure um like, you know, these straight black writers were like, it's like they were probably thinking, I mean, barring whatever personal ideas they had, it was like we're already pushing it, trying to get, you know, these black shows on TV. Yeah. And here, here are the ways that we're going to finesse queerness through
2: the back door.
1: Well, yeah. and,
2: but, and it still frames black for people as a punchline in a bunch of those sure. shows, right? Yeah. So, like, we are present, but only as punchlines and jokes, mm-hmm. right? So, it's Absolutely. even, so it's even not that we're, because I mean, I even have issues with the way Issa Rae has written her gay black brother character, like, I'm always like, what is this person supposed to be doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I find it shocking that that character is not better because it's coming from Issa Rae, like, and so I think we're even still grappling with that tension in black sitcoms we have now that we view as quote-unquote progressive because even in blackish, right, um, you know...
0: Yeah.
2: I remember I was binge-watching blackish, and I was like, they ain't mentioned queer people yet, and I just—I mean, mm-hmm. I know we all got a gay auntie, so exactly. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right, around I know we all got a gay auntie now. Who mm-hmm. like, so mm-hmm. where, where, where is that? Where, where are we here? Still, yeah.
0: And they quite literally have a gay auntie, I'm like right. Raven. Raven right. plays the auntie, but yep. it's the way she, yeah. It's just very obvious that she's not central to the family, right? And exactly. any of these moments where they're like family and this and. Yeah in blackish her character is never present I think
1: that's the I'm sorry go ahead money
0: no I was just I was just gonna say I think that we had a lot of queer um, stories but not a lot of like explicit queerness so like Andale, was that her name and um, Moesha yeah um, yeah who who, like she ran the lounge that was her lounge did she ever have any kind of like love interest or whatever it's like she would she would have been uh, a gay auntie in the in uh-huh. the community. Um yeah, I think about Lynn and how her character felt so all over the place and ridiculous cause they were skirting around. It was it's like the fragility of black women's heterosexuality. They like we don't yeah. even want Yeah. Um So th- they'll so,
1: play with it and, yep. and they played with it all the time, but it couldn't be like Yep. Like, like, you know, men moments, is just, like, bi or queer or yep, whatever.
0: Yeah. There were all these moments where, like, there were these jokes about, oh, I'm just going to be a lesbian. Or or yeah. Lynn would
2: get offended. She's like,
0: oh, why you didn't ask me to go with you,
2: Joan? Right. taken Yeah. Well, in that Lynn is framed as the whore who's bi, which yep. fulfills our, like, bi trope. Yeah. Right, like you know, so it's mm-hmm. it's weird too because and like and I think Lynn being biracial and light skin and I was raised about by, to say that. and yeah. raised by these white people white it. People it's also for me a subtle way of suggesting that queerness is white queerness is white
0: yeah right and that's something
2: that white people have that like us black us real black people who are raised by black people who are quote-unquote 100 percent black don't Mm -hmm. like that's right because 100 percent
1: black and 100 percent straight that's what they try to say
2: and lynn allows us to keep that distance right like lynn allows that
0: yeah 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 but then, like Maya's cousin, you know, it's
1: Maya's like
2: why uh, right. oh Peaches and Ronnie, Peaches <laughs> and
0: Ronnie, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and once again, this is we never get to see Peaches and Ronnie, like see love and in mm-hmm. their lives, right? Like it's this trope, like, like black gay hairstylist, which you know, yeah. honestly, as a trope, I live for because you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, girl. Um, right, but there's something, too, about how, like, black queerness is always peripheral to these sitcoms, never central, yeah. and we only show up as c- comedic relief. Comedic. Right, yeah. Pe- right, Peaches and Ronnie are, are meant to be comedic yeah. comedic relief, right, yeah. like, that's it. Or they and have nothing the, more. Yeah, this,
0: like, magical negro trope. I really think there's a magical uh, black gay trope to a black queer trope, because... Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that too with things that are more recent. Is that the gay the gay black character shows up to help somebody fix they shit, and then that's yeah. it. That's like it. That's-
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> um. I feel like that's a lot of what Eric was doing in Sex Ed. It's like right this, this clueless white boy who just thinks of his angst as the center of the universe, and his black queer friend has to be like,
2: no, get it together. Yeah. Well, and Eric's the better character. The right, so like, like, that's the thing too <laughs> Eric is the better character and it's you know I, I love that Um, I love your thinking around like how black people show up to save the day because it's also always within a very specific genre of that right it's always around like sassy best friend leave your man let me fix yeah. your wardrobe yeah. let's do a makeover right Um, and or right like I think with sex ed Eric just becomes like is called upon to be the black gay friend, to be the black friend and the gay friend simultaneously, mm-hmm. right? Right. So like Eric has to do like this additional work, mm-hmm. and then we have all kind of these queer stories around Eric, right? So there's all these like queer side characters who are also primarily only fucking white people, right? Mm-hmm. So so like when I think about sex, Ed is weird. too, you have these queer people of color? There's so many of them. Why none of them fucking? You yeah. know, like. What's yeah. the real beef between Eric and... I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting oh the gay boy. guy. boy. Yeah, like, yeah. what's the real beef that they can't yeah. date? Yeah. Right? Like, they mm-hmm. they both are trying to pursue these white men, right? These yeah. white fantasies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're about mainstream. That's what sells. Seeing black people not loving other black people sells. Right? The inverse is harder to sell, some people would say. Ooh. Mm. But I, I feel
1: like the irony of... This thing around mainstream and this alleged, because it's like we all know who the alleged audience member is for most media in our society. The the irony, though, is that like that person, this this idealized suburban white, thin, straight cis what person is not even. Is like, that person, it's, like, it's such a figment of something because, like, that's not even the people, that's not even representative of even, you know, most, most white most. people, let alone who's, like, who are the people actually in in society. And so this is why, I think, this is why I go back to the question about, like, the industries because it's, like, who does it benefit to have like, because that's always the answer that we get, right? That it's like, oh, well, there's no audience for that. And it's like, that's just, we know that that's a motherfucking lie. And so it's right. like, there's something else that's happening. And it's like, even, I mean, not to, not to, you know, totally shift gears, but it's like, even when you think about, like, porn, it's like, it's like, who, like, mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. desires don't even match yep. up with, like, the, the array of Absolutely. like the most common array of desires in society. So it's like we're all that's like the that's like the definition of power, right? Where there's like this idea, this like this like social construction is a thing that like shapes so much mm-hmm. of our lives, even though it's not even rooted in uh, most people's reality. And I feel yep. like that's like the gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I digress. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I think yeah. I think porn uh, is a obvious and uh, excellent example of that. Okay, but I do want to switch gears because I to wanted the, to talk yeah. about these other things. Okay, so obviously we're going to start with Montero. Call me by your name. <laughs> okay. Uh, So, I mean, what what else is there even to say about... Okay, so I think I do... A lot of folks have talked about like how much they live for it. Yes, I love it. Love Lil Nas. Um, I'm his auntie. I feel like you, you got some beef with Lil Nas. You got to see these hands first, right? Um But the thing I was thinking about that me and Nikita kind of talked about before Romeo is that not Lil Nas' ex is not having the response that that black queers or even like black people who have had to apologize for being them have yeah. have had, you know, historically in pop culture. Mm. Like there's no tiptoeing around, no no palability uh None. None. It's just like like <laughs> like Don't give a fuck and don't And don't. It's just the uh-huh. it's the audaciousness for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um that Twitter back and forth with that governor, that yeah. was just Barb. Oh He's a barb. I was like, girl, you ain't gonna win this one. No. You're not, not gonna a, win this.
2: Not with a barb. Yeah. Um what a you know, my <laughs> you know, it's funny, so I do not like this song. <laughs> what I'm not as fire, like it's just not but I you think know it's such a little bop. Um, I'm sure when I'm lit in the club at 2 a.m., I'm gonna be living. Um, but... <laughs> I, but I will say, you know, I think audaciousness is the right word. Like, um, and what I particularly love that Lil Don's ex- did the, the, the last couple days, um, because, you know, it could be all Twitter games, and he's very funny and witty and sarcastic, but there's an emotional mm-hmm. toll still, right? Like, yeah, yeah. he knew the backlash he would get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to still... Um for me I'm a fan anytime someone is like I'm going to use what you use to repress me as a yes. source of empowerment and rejection and reflection back to you. Yes. Like for me I love that. Like I'm like lap dancing on the satan to snap his <laughs> neck to take the <laughs> crown. <laughs> you know I thought about my grandmother because I know she'd be freaking out she's like why would you put on the devil's crap you know because for me but it's like this is what you've called us you know like yeah you know I loved you know I was raised Baptist and you know I was gonna be a deacon and a pastor and I was doing all this stuff I was a usher like doing the fucking most and I remember the day I decided to kind of leave organized religion I was like 12 or 13 there's a deacon talking about how gay people are going to hell I asked, I was like, well, you say all sins the same, but you don't talk about adulterers this way. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the like, the, the like, rage and anger isn't there when you talk about this thing as you do that. And I was like, I need you to explain that to me. And homeboy couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, that is, you know, I grew up hearing like, right uh, right like homosexuality is from the fiery pits of hell. I'll never forget I was 10 years old in Kankakee, Illinois at a church. And this black woman is up, th- and I swear she's looking right at me. Right, <laughs> she's saying this, and so I love the video for all those things. I saw so I love the stripper pole. Okay, I love a little aerial that, effect.
0: You I know, love the
2: hair, the
0: the hair in the video the has looks. not give gotten enough of a. The nails,
2: the nails. Well, and like Mama's what? always let me use this as an opportunity to shade Harry Styles because and shade the culture. Because Lil Nas X is actually the fashion icon we need, like yeah, absolutely, and all right, and all these white boys got to do is throw on nail polish, and all of a sudden, right, like all oh, they're like right. they're like genre defined when like it's l- so
1: gender bending when like, fashion forward. Lil Nas
2: X had on that pink cowboy outfit with that mesh top, and I was like, what yeah. a moment! I was like, what a mm-hmm. moment! Mhm.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I I mean he's given us so many looks before now that I just don't understand why it was a shock that this was a look, now right. that he has a budget, you know, <laughs> I'm like of course, of course, and again he is a Barb, right, I, I think that a lot of the influence from yeah, bad bitch rap culture is also. you can yeah. also see it here that, that cornrow pink wig pink with hair. the yep. Yep. with yeah. the, oh goodness <laughs> so good so good um i just i don't know i feel like there's I uh, yes i love the what do you call that iconography of like the yep, yep, the turning yep, yep. the story back um you know i'm a story ass bitch i love a good counter story um right. that moment where like the people who are actually made of stone are th- are um, trying to stone you yeah, that's the thing yeah. right it's like if all sin is equal right come on now um. Yeah I loved that Loved it Such a uh.
1: I, I feel like this like connects Like what we were talking about earlier And this was like you and I talked about money Cause it's like it ain't, cause A part of like going back to Like what we were talking about a minute ago A part of being like the You know the sage You know black queer Is that you're also very much Like Totally um, oftentimes, like desexualized, and I feel like that to mm. me is what is so. Yeah, that is what is freaking people out about the Lil Nas X video it. because it's not like oh it's just fun because that's how we like our queers, right? Yes, fun and quirky. But he's like, you know, he's like, nigga, I like to fuck. That's right. what people don't like I'm about it. Busting in your mouth as I write. Yes, I'm I mean it's just it right. explo- When's the last time? Oh know that's right. Like in yeah. for like for you know to use a phrase, mange when's the last time we've heard. A black queer person in any, in any kind of mainstream capacity talking about explicit sexual acts. Yeah, that's why that's why you got the fucking governor of whatever the fuck Midwest state you know tweeting about Lil Nas yes. X. Yes, that's that is what has people's panties in a wad.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's about feminine, proceed femininity as well because because um, I think young Ma right can. Rap about fucking mm-hmm. a woman in a exactly. different way that's palatable. Sure. Right, that's palatable because, right, she's such a nigga, right? Like, you know what I'm yeah. right? Right, she's such a nigga. Like, yeah. unapologetically. <laughs> yeah. That I think there's a way that that doesn't graph the same tension. I think with, like, um, right, Shaka, who's dark-skinned and fat, there's a different orientation, I think, to dark skin. Fact queer queer people sexuality sure. yes. to dark skin. on the
0: list to talk about to dark yes. skin
2: black gay bottoms right yes. who, who talk because I think a little yes. my ex was talking about fucking somebody. Yeah, then I think, think it would be
1: different. Yeah, yes. because
2: even gays are experiencing some dissonance because because yes. right what we're perceiving as a power bottom is right talking about riding right. while busting a nut in someone's mouth like right
0: yeah what was what was that dude's name. Uh who had that song? Uh it's like Lil Red something, that booty song.
2: I Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah. God. that was uh, yes. from a
1: that yeah. was so long ago. Was a I romance. love that song. Yes, it was yeah. little
2: it was little red something, yes. Yeah. It was Lil
1: Red something. Was it yeah, little
0: Flyboy Red or Flyboy Red or something Flyboy like that. Red,
1: that's what it was. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it's like yeah, exactly what you're saying, like the perceived femininity I think this is where Um, Montero has Overlap with WAP. It's like Mm. You want to talk about what you enjoy As a person that we That we're supposed to be subjugating, Dominating. Done to Exactly. You, you're supposed to have Stuff done to you. Not I don't want to hear about what you find Pleasurable. Yeah, Um And yes, I definitely think that that's Happening in WAP and Montero, right? Like the i i love this feedback article i know nikita be like what the fuck was feedback even talking about but that's when the subaltern speaks like the person that that is supposed to be subjugated dehumanized not have a story Mm -hmm. when they're given space to tell a story yeah yeah that's yeah it's it's resisted it shakes shakes it Mm -hmm. moves furniture you know (laughs) yeah um, so I brought up WAP, so we might as well go on to WAP. So the political outrage around um I'm again, I'm not gonna get into how people identify because they done both said some very queer things. They both yeah. They both be talking Arnie. about eating
2: pussy, right? They, they both always about, they be yeah. talking about eating pussy and stuff, so I'm like, girl When
0: Meg Meg did a whole live on Instagram about her type of girls. But you know, I'm not going. I'm not here right. to welcome folks into the community with my welcome bags. What I am, <laughs> so for all intents and purposes, they are like uh, hetero presenting sure. women, right? Like in very high profile relationships with men, whatever, whatever. Right. But but still, it causes this uh <laughs> this brouhaha uproar when they essentially scissor on stage. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the performance Is that what
0: happened? Yeah Nikita Meg hit this move That you could tell was not her first time hitting And she just like She flipped, you
2: know. flipped Cardi on over girl Had Cardi flipped her right on. Had Cardi's wig kind of messed up <laughs> Had that wig Had that wig in the look um, Oh my god Well it, I don't it was know A little askew So here, here's what I don't or, um, part of me, so we know, right, that because this is pornographic, right? Like, not erotic, mm-hmm. as Audre Lorde talk about it. Yeah. Cardi B and Megan, like, performing scissoring on a stage is marketable because it becomes porn, because it can be pornographic right. for mainstream consumption, right? Like, lesbian porn is wildly popular, and it's not because a bunch of right. lesbians are watching it necessarily. Exactly. Right. So, I think there's that piece that, like, I can hold space for. And, I don't know, I feel like Megan Cardi be queer baiting, So, it'd be like, alright, like... Because they both have these little comments, these little mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Megan has referenced women several times in her music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know. I'm like, okay. And for me, it's like, what's at stake when people queerbait? I don't know, right? I'm, I'm not sure mm-hmm. there's, like... Um, some larger thing to be had, and I think the outrage or the pseudo outrage, like there's this white woman who's a voice coach crying as she's watching.
0: Oh yeah, the, I saw that. She,
2: well, I don't know her name. And I don't all, know either. And, and, and all I can think about, I'm like, well, can you get a hobby? It's just about some pussy. Like it's okay. We <laughs> like it's okay. It's just some wet and gushy. Nikita okay. says
0: this all the time like people need hobbies,
2: just <laughs> need hobbies.
1: get off the internet
0: because <laughs> why are you why you her? need to go
1: get your maybe you need to go get WAP i instead of being on the internet mad
0: i just this this fake outcry these fake tears about kids i'm just so sick of that like
1: that's what i wanted to talk about i'm
0: so jaded from from my work experience and from being a black kid with um, you know, do good white teachers, just like her, most of my childhood experience, who did not give a fuck. You don't give a fuck. First of all, going back to our conversation on mainstream, what children are you talking about?
2: Well, yeah. yeah. Because,
0: <laughs> because what kids? Who are the um,
2: kids?
0: Who are the kids? Because there was a, um, a high school senior in Alabama who could not get her high school diploma because she owed uh, lunch mm-hmm. money. She owed money yeah. for lunch. You know, it's like, you don't give a fuck about kids. Like, you don't when, give a fuck about no kids. <laughs> children spend m- the majority, of, between the ages of 3 and 18, the place that you spend the most of your waking time is school. However, public education is one of the least <laughs> funded yep. institutions exactly. that we have in this country. You
1: don't give a fuck about kids. And so, it does the be, most fucking work. Because because right. we have no other services in our fucked up society, schools are doing like the bulk Everything. of like the care work in our yep. society as as an yep. institution yep. outside y'all of like, our families.
0: Y'all trying to reopen? Y'all trying to reopen K twelve in the middle of a pandemic, and you telling me you don't give a
2: fuck about no kids? Well,
0: it's like kids. kids
2: are a dog whistle, right? It's just like you, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like who? Like as you ask me, who are these kids? Which ones? And why is that? <laughs> Which one? And, and more importantly, why is that Cardi B and Megan The Stallion's business what your kids are watching? Business. Right? Because this—that is the weird. Right? The child st- stands in as a figure of like the future and morality. And my thing is, just say it with your fucking chest
0: Yep. Just say what you want to say. I don't. But I do either.
2: think that
1: I do think that they have. I think some of the fear is legitimate because like it. It does, I mean, look at the numbers, that study that we just talked about where people say, look at this rise in like young people identifying as queer so it's not, it's not like you watch that it's not like you watch it you like oh shit I'm gay now but it does but it does help you feel a little mm. better as a, little a little young person alone. when the, when the culture right. is shifting yeah and so I mean, and that's and to Romeo's point that's what you have to say you know with your chest it's like you don't you don't like sex you don't like queer people and that that is and you are afraid that like that is a message that like children and young people are receiving in society and i think instead of pretending that i think instead of arguing that like so i think we're right that they don't give a fuck about kids but i think that we have to unapologetically and forthrightly say these are messages that like it's like i want young people you know to feel okay being queer and it's like and it's like i want you know, of course, age appropriate, but it's like we want mm-hmm. young people to be able to know their bodies and have like yeah. serious, meaningful, yeah. you know, conversations mm-hmm. about sex. And it's like there are people in our society that don't want that. And it's like, I think that we ha- we can't shy right. away from yeah. from from yeah. our thing. It's like like actually, you know. We, you know, we are sex positive and there are healthy age appropriate ways to talk about that with young people exactly.
2: and, talk about, and exactly. talk about censoring and bottoming right like these are all mm-hmm. right like exactly like these are things at one point or another right your child needs to hear any child needs to hear yeah. any minor right how you want to talk about it yeah. um, because and that it's and, and I, I agree so much it's important that we have clarity about that because I think so much of queer, right, queer cultural production tries to counteract the narrative that all queer people do Absolutely. is fuck. And it's like, so what if that is all that we do?
1: So what if... Right? Yeah. So you know, so it's like fucking is it's fun! So what
2: right? if we... It's So fun? what if all gay men do is go to bathhouses and fuck strangers? Like, okay. Is it consensual? <laughs> right, that's, the question. It, it, that's right. the question. Is it, is it is consensual? That's the question. Is it consensual? Like, you, yeah. like so... I like, and this happens in research, and I went to my research, but this happens in research all the time around queer students, right? Like, queer college students have been so desexualized out of this overreaction to the hypersexualization that it's like, we can't even talk about fucking. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. what?
1: Yeah can't mm-hmm. even talk about
2: fucking But <laughs> right.
0: and we can't that's why and that's we can't right, talk ahead. about
2: asexuality right so then it, so then right. it forecloses right. the ways that we can talk about other sexualities and, and lack right. and right. desire or lack of desire to fuck right because mm-hmm. it's all right. like we don't even have a framework for asexuality I mean like I mean all we Mm have is Spongebob right like you know and then it's like great you know he's this character so it's like there's so many sexualities and ways of having sex or not having sex that we can't even talk about because I think so many queer creators are overly obsessed with desexualizing us which is why I think Mm -hmm. Lil Nas X's video and Song is also so great because you have no choice but to confront the fact that we're sexual beings oh well Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: yep deal with it Gobble me, me drip swallow down, me, drip down the side. Okay, y'all, I'm a freak bitch and complete shit. I said, did she? <laughs> what she said Y'all, I'm a freak bitch. A song I was <laughs> like, did she say? <laughs> Switch my bitch, like make him cheat. feel like he cheated. Megan
2: slid, bitch. Megan slid. That's she like a name. Megan slid. Like <laughs>
0: in the food chain, <laughs> I'm the he, one that eat you. She slid. What?
2: I think about, Your Honor, I'm a freak bitch every day. Because I'm like, what content is this? (laughs) I will testify. (laughs) Your Your Honor, (laughs) I'm a freak bitch. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love it yeah, well,
1: come
2: and, come and come i love it. that why <laughs> it's just Megan and Cardi B talking about they wet pussies i was like this is great they
0: wet puss, I because love it. it feels yeah.
2: simultaneously for the male gaze and outside of it right it's like one of those and it's yep. one of those things where yeah. it's both and and i think a really cool way right because mm-hmm. there's yeah, no escaping right the male gaze influence on it you can't yeah but absolutely. also it's like while these two are just rapping about how wet their pussy is and how megan is paying for school yeah. with her wet pussy which i think disrupts notion of who sex workers are are or aren't exactly right like and i think part of part of people's reaction to megan i think is around her education and like who we think of as hoe and sluts you know like this is something i have to mm-hmm. contend with all the time as a black queer academic yep. who's also a hoe right you know people don't mm-hmm. have a lot of capacity to engage that mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yep so it's like we yeah you have to you have to take up the the intricacies of her entirety not just yep. like pick the part that's comfortable for you and i think cardi yeah. in the same way live, living so openly and authentic you can't expose a bitch who ain't got shit right. to hide yeah. and so <laughs> like right. you know just her being her authentic self for on this like global stage that is social media um yeah, I just think it forces us like yeah, she talking about her wet pussy and she's also she was also heavily campaigning for Bernie right. Sanders, you know? It's right. <laughs> like we have to understand both of those uh, when we engage with her art. So I wanted to talk about like this, yeah, not not being allowed to to you said something Romeo that was like shutting off these conversations around queer people being sexual have not not have underdeveloped a way to talk about asexuality and to talk about queer sexualities, and that's why I thought that quip, clip of Jessica Bet saying. Then I asked her if she wanted to go get the, down.
2: Get the strap! <laughs> get the strap! I'm in the, I'm I'm in the bed already. I'm in the bed already. Get the strap. And just the way that Nisi caressed
1: uh Jessica's neck, I was like, Oh, they nasty fucked for I, hours.
2: Like, you could just feel I've it. not been turned on by a clip in a long time. I was like, I don't know why I feel this way from this video. I oh my sweet Jesus.
0: That was who So Nikita, did you watch the red table?
1: I didn't get a chance to watch the full uh discussion.
0: Okay, but do you, you know who Niecy Nash and Jessica Betts are? You You're know what the to play me, table, but I do. I,
1: yeah,
0: you know I know.
1: What? I know about Jada and the
0: family. Like and entanglements. The table, okay.
1: Entanglements. Ooh. Yes. <laughs>
2: oh. oh, who could forget that? Okay, but I gag that the City Girls put it in a lyric the next month. The lyric is, "I yes. ain't fucking with no nigga." We was entangled, Jada. <laughs> which, <laughs> I li- which I, which li- I, li- no, I, I was like these bitches. <laughs> they're funny
0: i i mean we could talk about jt and queerness too because she said bye do it on a dick and a bitch so oh um, hello but on that tweet
1: recently (laughs) remember somebody tweeted jt you remember that there was like some nasty tweet and she was like dm me
0: yeah or something yeah. like that this girl was it, like this girl was like i i want jt uh she oh no she said not not only do all the niggas want to fuck jt all the bitches want to fuck jt too and jt responded dm oh, yeah um, so i mean we sta- we stand a, a pan-romantic pan-sexual okay. <laughs> city girl yeah <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, the city girls are fast anyway, but <laughs> they they are yes, but, um, yeah, so I watched the red table talk, um, and hmm, I th- you know after we've had this conversation about the nineties, what I think is interesting about that conversation that they had was these are straight women who were not afraid to say that they've experienced desire for women mm-hmm. before,
1: yeah. So
0: I thought that was cool, you know,
1: and, to hear. And black women, that that point is obvious, but seems important oh, to say. Yes,
0: very important, yeah. Like, to hear Gammy say, you know, I thought about it, but, you know, I'm a little too old Ain't no such I thing too old, Gammy.
2: Ain't no such thing. I think one of the things I always <laughs> think about, and because, you know, I grew up with a bunch of black folks, and there were several... Women, I would talk about as queer or queered or whatever, not straight, um, and that language is never used or described. And you know, so many of them mm-hmm. have kids, right? Um, and then also got their Um, you know, like and well, what Nisi said, her, 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 right? <laughs> because I'm, I'm fascinated. Cause I think what's so, I mean, what's what I love about how Nisi Nash was talking at least was I think the power to notice even a shift in how you perceive someone you've known for a while and, and what it means that. to lean into that in particular ways yes. where I was like wow like I was like I hope I'm have enough clarity of self one day that if someone in my life who I've known for a long time who I've never thought about that way can shift that and notice it and then engage it in such a way because I was like well they ends up mm-hmm. with her being laid down on a bed so let
0: la- <laughs> <laughs> lay it down. Oh, lay so it down.
2: That, thats what I thought was beautiful. I mean, because that's queerness, right? Like that's queer. Like that—that yeah. Yeah, is what exactly. queerness is all about for me, at least. It's like wow. It's like yeah. the endless possibilities. It's the you never know.
0: Yeah, Ooh, I love that. it's yes. so real. Yeah, their their relationship was very Nikita, like friends. I was for, like that. friends for years, and then. You just, yeah, you have this moment where you see them differently. Yeah. I also really love that. I mean, they asked a lot of questions about, are you sure you had never been attracted to a woman before? I think that was just black, straight right, bullshit. but um, I love the way Nisi responded in like um, I think it speaks to i mean black femme friendships are so intimate so, right so, so just intimate, like. Yeah. Yeah. And so to have that moment where she was like, Yeah, I called and was like, Girl, what you doing? You want to come over to my house and watch a movie? And then you realize that, like, wait, this is coming from somewhere else. This ain't just my homegirl coming over to watch a movie. Right. She, she was like, When she walked through that door, I was like, Is this? Um... <laughs> it, yes, it is.
1: Yes, yes it, it is. is. Yeah. You I mean, I there? think <laughs> that, I mean, that really sort of. I feel like that's like a good example that demonstrates how, um, I mean, some of it I think might be like a touch um, generational, but I think it also just shows how people don't understand. There's been such a narrow way of like understanding how people come to know and to know that and understand themselves to be queer because of these narratives around either you're born gay or not so people think that you're all like if you're if you experience queerness at you know some point that's not uh that's like i guess considered quote unquote later in life whatever that means and people always think that oh well you have to be hiding something not like to yes. Romeo's point, it's like there is like this endless possibility, and it's like I don't, it's like I've dated people, and it's like I know people where it's like there is no like deception; mm-hmm. they're not lying to themselves, not lying to other people. But it's exactly. like as you move through the world and as you encounter people, like things shift. That's, and I think that that's yeah. that's not a narrative, you know, that I think fits in sort of these quote unquote main mainstream ways that we talk about and understand queerness.
0: That's so right. Because I I often think about this like argument between like is gay uh, or is trans a choice or not? And right. I'm like, what if it is? Who cares? Damn. Right. What it don't matter, matter.
1: <laughs> if I woke up on a Tuesday I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go grocery shopping, I gotta run errands, and I'm gonna be gay. Like that would also be fucking fine.
0: That would be fine. Yeah. The endless possibility, right? It's the it's the fixedness that constricts right. all yeah. of us. And um, yeah, I Nisi said something really similar to what you said, Nikita, at the red table. She was like, people were writing headlines like I came out. And she was like, I don't ever feel like I was inauthentic or yeah. trying to present myself as a straight woman when I wasn't. She was like, that wasn't yep. the case. Yeah. So, but you yeah. know,
2: you know, and I think the coming out is partly a, an extension of us wanting to see ourselves in NC Nash Absolutely. because because Absolutely. you know I think the same is true with Queen Latifah like there is um like she's is a bad bitch at everything she does right like Queen Latifah's like yeah. Grammys Tonys yeah. acting singing dancing yeah. musical theater like you know what yeah. I mean like Yep. And I feel such an urge for her to say she's queer, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you know, right. it's something Same. I feel deep down, like, I want that recognition. And I think part mm-hmm. of what we have to grapple with, and I think this is Nishi Nash's case too, right, that that's way more about us than Nisi Nash or Queen Latifah, right? Of and course. we have to have clarity to yeah. say that. Well, hey, I want you to come out yeah. so I can say you're one of us, girl.
0: Like, it well, yeah. that, I mean, that's how I feel about Missy Elliott. That's how I feel about MC right. Light. It like it means something to me that the voice of all the the black award shows is a black yeah. lesbian. You know, like yeah, like that. Yeah, that would mean that would mean something to me that this yeah. ubiquitous voice. In black culture, is a black lesbian. It would mean yeah. something to me that one of the best musical producers of all time is a black queer woman, Missy Elliott. And we know, you know? who
1: these people mean, and we know who and what these people mean to like our community. Too. Our and communities, so like, yes. So that's the and so it you know it to some degree. I think that there's a hope and a desire that it would like stir and move things and like people in our community because it's like you know we know how you feel about see Missy Elliott, Queen Latifah, and. You know, yeah. MC Light and all these other people. So it's like, you know, it would mm-hmm. force. Because it's like, you know, it's like, I think there's like other people who just don't have that, um like, kind of like cultural cachet in wow. our, you know, in our community. But if you yeah. see, like, these folks, then I think it, like, if you, we, I think there's a, again, there's this desire and this hope on our part that we think it it can play that- some role in, like, the transformation.
0: I do think so, because it also... I mean, queerness is a consciousness. Queerness is a knowledge base. And I just also don't think it's an accident that all of these brilliant creatives are also queer. Right. There's something there. Well, and I'm
2: not... I mean, I think it was an open secret that Luther was queer and Patty outed him post, you know, when he was... You know? Yeah. But I think... I don't know if it will change much because I think the way my family engage, like right, Luth is this like asexual figure in their head who makes music, and I wonder what the implications would be. Like I don't know. Like I don't know if it will shift mm. things in ways that aren't already shifting around. Right, um, mm. what queerness means and our capacity to love each other in Black communities. Right, um, but I do mm. say I like dunking on hat black people when you try to come for gay people when i'm like well we've been right there leading movements girl like Byron Rustin was right there leading the movement sis. you ain't nothing special yeah. mm-hmm. right like yo black feminist faves are queer too girl like you know what i mean <laughs> like yes. like there is something about that that feels important to point to but i think that's once again mm-hmm. me trying to get recognition from hat black people by saying, we've always been mm-hmm. here at the center of movements. We've always been At the been center it. of movement. So how do we... Right? And I think it's just important as an intellectual matter to tell people that. But also, like, like, how do we... Yeah, because I think, like, what it means for Nishi Nash to right, read all these headlines about how she's come out. And she's like, girl, I'm just mad of my business. Like, you know, which is... Okay. <laughs> people in my family, right, are like gay aunties who never said the words I'm gay or I'm queer, but embody yeah, that right. for us as yeah. models, We're right? Our sure. whole lives, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Also, also mm-hmm. important, right? So I, I think the role of outness and coming out is, of course, white-centric, but I also think it distorts the ways that people embody and move through the world Is is also sure. so significant and powerful to bear witness to. Like, there was this gay black guy growing up in a suburb I moved to, who would just be on the street walking, you know, like, he can't, and I think about that person all the time, because I hadn't really seen a black queer femme person engage the world like he did, and I was like, oh, damn, okay. There's other ways of being, right, like, there's right, another right. model, right, to just oppose with Noah's Ark, right, which is still a very, like, right. middle sure. class, respectability type image of black yes. queer men.
0: yeah. Hmm. I think that's it too. Like the, there's so many representations of what being in a straight relationship looks like or being a straight person, you know? And so part, part of the naming for me too, that's a little bit, well, maybe it still is recognition, but it's like, how many ways are there to be a queer yeah. person? You know, yeah. like the I love that about queerness is like the possibilities yeah. are endless. Like right. so so something for me really wants people to name it so there can yeah. be more more iterations and variations of what queerness sure. looks mm-hmm. like. Cause yeah, young MA is one way a lesbian looks. <laughs> Jessica Betts is also a way a lesbian yeah. looks, you know, like
1: uh yeah. I don't think it's only about like, like recognition. It's also like, I feel like the whatever small thing is, and I think it's like, I think an important caveat is like, and I think culture and, you know, is important, but it's like that can't it's not a substitute for us doing the work with our people. Right, yeah. And so what I, so the thing for me is that like, it's not like I'm not looking necessarily for like recognition from cishet black folks. It's like as much as they might get on my nerves, <laughs> it's like anything that's going to push the shift in them is important. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, I need all of our people to move mm-hmm. to freedom mm-hmm. and to yes. liberation. So I feel like that's the yes. thing. So it's like whatever, whatever seeds, you know, help. It's kind of like, you know, the Harriet well, Tubman approach is like we got we got to get everybody to freedom. So it's if if MC Light is going to be the thing that's going to get your ass moving, then by all means, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's well, go.
2: I'm to <laughs> you talk know? about Pose yet because I think Pose is. Oh, how do we I not? Think- how do we not?
0: I was think I was thinking about Pose because um, I th- <laughs> one of the only conversations I heard about like yeah safe sex for
2: queer men was when Blanco was talking to um, Damon you know you know I had a chance um, at my associations conference to do the closing interview with um, the executive one of the executive producers Um, and it was interesting because I still haven't watched season 2 probably for a lot of reasons because I think like saying too much of my story on camera is hard for me (laughs) like you know, I've seen Moonlight once. Uh, like, I'm like... Because I'm like, look, I can't see... I saw Piranha once. I was like, I ain't watching all this. Look, I'm, look. <laughs> there's only so much drama I can watch from my own childhood. <laughs> um, but I think part of what Pose does well, because there, there are some critiques to be had, child. But some, of it, but like one of the things I love about Pose is that we had no choice but to get multi dimensional queer, black, Latinx stories. Yep because yep. there was just so many black queer latinx people right like you know like you know what I mean thing, like yep. the work right that I do think there's a dark skin problem because the two dark skinned trans women are framed as villains and then one gets killed Yes. okay mm-hmm. so like we g- gotta mm-hmm. check that but right Candy does not carry the weight of being the only dark skinned black trans woman yeah, on yeah. pose and can just be Right? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think Mm -hmm. that's what's badass. Like, why Ryan Murphy's name is attached to it, I'll never know. I mean, I know why. Because like you said, it gets back to who controls production and who can bankroll the production, right? So that class analysis is always important. But it's like, that's what I love about Pose. What I don't love about... I mean, I call the House of, of Evangelistas like that... The like house of light skins, right? Because like regular <laughs> 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 right, there's a very partic- well. Really? I, mean, I mean, right? Like the aesthetic's very particular. It's like be light skin or betray, like um, yeah. And and yeah, so I mean. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I love posts for all those things, though, right? Like it's the kind of messiness we deserve, right? It's the kind of like um, like I'm happy that I could talk about my frustrations with. Um, oh child forgetting the character's name pray tell hooking up with this with this mm-hmm. child oh my gosh Ricky yes Ricky and pray tell hooking up mm-hmm. because I was like well this is an issue <laughs> yeah, I, I think so too. This, right this I is, get, a, this is yeah. an issue right that we that it is yeah. common or not right we need to engage so mm-hmm. um yeah and I'll lastly say real quick about pose I think about bell hooks notion of lot that like media should expand our imagination and reality not be confined to it and so much of I think most black creation at the moment like I want to turn on a TV show and I don't want to hear about I don't want police brutality in the world I don't don't want coronavirus in the world and I don't (laughs) want Donald Trump in the world (laughs) right like you can't you're hard pressed to find something on like, network television, where those three things aren't playing a role somehow. Mm
0: -hmm. And what does that
2: mean for the limits of Black imagination is important to me. Mm -hmm. Mm Yep, yep. Right.
0: Yep. So, I feel like we're at a futurity point of the conversation, so this feels like a good way to end, because I I wanted to end with, like, some of our faves that we want to put people onto, and maybe even want to see more from. Yes! uh, When we think about Black queer futurity. So... I mean, real quick, we were gonna talk about Janelle Monae, Chica, and um, uh, I'll put Kate Renata up there with them too, because Chika and Kate Renata yeah. got nominated right. for new artists, and I'm like, they've been
2: but, new artist okay. to who? New artist yes, to new who? New artist right. to whom? To who? yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, like all of these ways that. Yeah, we just want to see more from uh, queer black creatives. So do you have any faves, Romeo? Yes.
2: Well, my first fave got to be T.S. Madison, who just got her reality show's been on. I think T.S. Madison, I mean, for me, T.S. Madison is a reminder to say fuck respectability at every turn. Like, I love T.S. Madison. I love that she talks about her dick. I love that she talks about how being a sex worker, how to flip your game, how to flip your money, right? How to go from a porn star to producing, right? To being a mogul. Um, some rappers who I love, um, of course, Dre. Bay. Um, Dre is yes. so fucking awesome. His freestyle mm-hmm. to body is amazing. Yeah. And then I gotta shout out Kit Ken because this Barbie doll is. Kit
0: Ken, double
2: ends, bitch. Uh, stop playing. Like, it's also <laughs> I gagged. Kit Ken is like seventeen and I gagged. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> like, what?
2: Kit Ken is seventeen, yes. And when I say I gagged, I gagged. Um, oh my
0: god. I'm so But old. those would
2: be my three. Um yes. and, and I love Kid Ken and Dre for similar reasons, but like if you think Little Nas X did it with his lyrics, get into Kid you, Ken. And you got into Dre to Kid Ken, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like so so those will be my three.
0: Mm-hmm. I so to add on to Kid Ken, I'm also gonna say Deli Bo, cause I love Deli too. Mm-hmm. I, yes. Gonna, yeah the they're just the range that's the only word i think of when i think of delhi like from the hyper masculine to the hyper femme Fem, yep. you know like being pansexual all of it delhi has it the range and can yeah. also rap this is the thing right, right. like they um kid can and delhi both both can rap so
2: well and i love them as a duo I was like, I really like, can want we get the a album? Joint project. I yes. want to join project too, because I think they're so beautiful together. Every time I sit there, I'm like, yes, yes, yes.
0: Oh my gosh. One of my favorite songs by both of them is that like freestyle song that they did together.
2: Yeah, I can't think of the um, name either.
0: Yeah, I can't think of the name of it, but yeah. Pop up on a bitch, I'm popping bitch. <laughs> <laughs> period <laughs> I'm a bottom, ain't no nigga topping this. <laughs> Love it. I love it!
2: love it. He's like, he's like, he's like, I'm a fuck on your man you tap out, and then I'm a tap in or something. And I was like, yes. I was like, okay, kick What?
1: <laughs> I just okay. I feel like I now, I now know what we're talking about. I saw that on Twitter the the cover, not the cover, the remix of uh, from Body. Now, who was this person? Because I saw it Dre in Bay. my feed, and I was Dre like. Bay.
2: Okay. He's wearing like this olive green one piece. Yeah, just just mm-hmm. like my bank account, my body's stacked. I was like, okay, yes. <laughs> sick. Yeah, Nikita, because I have a
0: bunch that I could say, but Nikita, you have any? You- <laughs> oh!
1: <laughs> okay, um, okay, <laughs> yes, you do. You know, I have. I have, like, the two and a half. So, you already said Kay You know, I love Kay The other uh, person who you hit me to, who I still listen to in heavy rotation, Kalela. Love Kalela. Kalela's queer. So, you know, I'm yes. still... Yes. <gasps> yes. And... I, yeah, Money. I learned that from Money. Go ahead.
0: I just want her to, like, come back to us, because she left us on Red after the remixes. Oh, she I did. I just- yeah. <laughs> Come back!
2: Oh yeah, I had a student yeah. put
0: me on, and I and I was like, "Oh, this is a Bob." <laughs> yes, I love Colella. So that yeah. um, uh, alien esque angelic voice, yes,
1: <laughs> the yeah, it's so uh, ethereal. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. And the other person that who I really like, who's just who's just ridiculous, um, is like obviously. Grew up in the church. It's just like a total church queen, but it's like has a really great voice. Duran Bernard. (gasps) I want to put a clip in the. He's just so funny, and I just love his voice, his range. So he made this song based off a riffing on Earth, Wind, and Fire about fuck niggas, and I just thought it was so funny. It's just. (laughs) the The range and the creativity is just unbe Dick
2: so big, make a bitch free locate, skipping over several states. I was like, "Wow, to know that, Dick. <laughs> yeah, to know, to know that <laughs> Speaking of, oh, I gotta get shout out Terrell, I guess the Terrell show's amazing that I love the Terrell show. Okay, I don't know this one, so I'm going to have to... Get this show. He has Internet. real vocalist on. It's a, oh, it's fingers, yeah. I know it. Blue Wall, on the Blue yes. Wall.
0: Because yes. when Amber Riley was on there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. She yes. was Amber on, on girl, there, yeah.
0: yep. Yeah. Who I, I was really oh, wow. hoping that Amber was, Riley was queer. I feel like she might be. It's your time. You know, it's I'm still time. Still, I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> let, l- l- let us pray. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let us, let us pray and um and book of Montero chapter, right? <laughs> and verse, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna run down my list. I have a lot, okay? Go go, okay, go ahead. But um, I feel like Chicago is a heavy presence here, but I'm gonna shout out Mother Nature first. Mm. Uh, how could I not? When Truth did our intro to the podcast,
1: intro, um, yeah. so
0: Truth and Clever, I just think that they're. Um, I don't know if they're calling it an album, an EP, what, but Portals was so fucking good last year. And if y'all have not listened to Portals, I mean, Mother Nature is just dropping bop after bop. I've been playing Clouds on repeat, repeat. but yes, want to want to see more. I'm so, I'm so excited for Mother Nature. Okay, there's this song that the kids are dancing to. It's like, numb to the pain. Fuck everybody! I don't want nobody. Y'all know that song? Uh, no,
2: no. I don't okay, ever. it's not no. important. It's
0: like a little uh, viral Twitter uh, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok song. See, I'm TikTok so old. Thing.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. So I thought that that was Cody Shame when I heard it, but apparently it's just this person who has taken Cody's whole. Okay. Uh, anyway. This is me giving flowers to Cody Shane, who is openly queer, who um is very gay and loving. Uh, yeah, I really think is doing very interesting things with fashion and musically. So shout out to Cody Shane. Um, so other people I wanted to have y'all heard of Big Chant enchanting. Ten Seventeen, no, new you know Gucci. Damn well oh, I have it. So she's in Gucci Gang, basically like Ten Seventeen, Brick Squad, Gucci Mane. Okay, I lost both of y'all. Anyway, I mean, I know. who I mean, I know who Gucci <laughs> Mane is. I was like, I want to know who. I, I, who okay. I was about to say there's I
2: only know one girl that bunch that I recognize. Okay, bro.
0: enchanting, big chant. She is a rapper in Ten Seventeen and a singer. Um uh yeah and she's just dope she has this whisper flow that mm. oh my god it's really good I love her can't wait to see more from her Um, baby mother obviously always my forever Yo,
2: uh-huh. Love um, love her
0: pansexual icon we stand. shout out to baby mother um I don't know if coffee is out but we understand that coffee is gay right yeah yeah Coffee, Nikita. You don't know who Coffee is. I'm just sitting here (laughs)
1: pursing my lips because you know I'm trying to do the. There's like the you know toast. You remember that song, Toast? Blessings. Oh, I know know who Coffee coffee is. Yeah, Yeah, I know, but I'm just you know, you know, I let people you know name themselves. (sighs) Yeah, but you know
0: this is what made me for real think that Coffee was queer, and I know that she's like nine years old too. I think she's like 18 or 19. Yeah.
1: Like seventeen, yeah. I thought,
0: yeah. She got braces. I mean, she's very young, but <laughs> she had no. she, she did the the video <laughs> for her song. I I can't remember the name of the song, but it's like, where will we go when the quarantine thing done and everybody's yeah, up? yeah. And in that video, she's obviously singing that she's trying to hook up with somebody, but the whole video is like, we're just having fun and we're on the beach and. Gay artists in like the eighties and nineties used to do that. It's like I'm I'm yep. obviously singing about somebody. I mean, now we even know like late Whitney. You know, like oh, I want to dance with somebody. It's just yes. we uh. just gonna have a fun video. I'm not gonna have in uh, a designated love interest, but yeah. Interest, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, but yeah, that was my- oh, and then last okay, this is my last one. They're outside of like R and B. Uh, or rap but meet me at the altar okay y'all so i love paramore i love like
1: <laughs> you know panic at the we, i come. feel like there was a black conference <laughs> i
2: love paramore. where
1: everybody was like do paramore. we're gonna be pair i've missed i didn't make it to that you gotta Pr-
2: get- well it's because Haley. so she, cause she has, she has a lot of soul in her voice, which you know black people respond to, mm, um, of course. So, but yeah, I mean, love Paramore,
0: love them, yeah. So, um, so springboarding off of that, if you two are a black queer who loves Paramore, Meet Me at the Altar is a very Paramore esque sounding group, like they have a very similar sound. That yeah, kind of sound. but they're they're like just the. Gayest, queerest, gender fluidist g- <laughs> ragtag group of queers of color, and I love them. I love, <laughs> love them. It. I stand. They have this song called Gardens that uh, the acoustic version and the the regular version. Oh, I love it! Oh my version. gosh, I just love them. So
1: that's gonna be my last one. Money, did you just say panic at the disco like two minutes ago? I feel like. <laughs> I, I, I don't, not judging. I just, I didn't know. I just feel like I learned something new about
2: you all how,
0: the time. How could you think that I wouldn't like panic?
2: I mean, playing at the disco, Michael romance, I mean, yeah.
0: Haven't you people ever heard of closing the closing
2: goddamn, the goddamn door or something? Yeah, yeah. Wow, went I through all that. Yeah, I don't
1: even. I mean, I In had Green a Green well, Day that's for another episode. Three doors down, All the like, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I went through that phase. Wow. You really learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, did you have anybody else? No.
0: So, I mean.
1: you you going to leave Kaylani in the
0: dust? I'm going to leave Kaylani in the dust because she, I think, uh, <laughs> I. Oh, I, I, yeah. no. Oh, no. I, I love, what love
2: Kaylani. What's happening?
1: I. 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 Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just Okay. Gonna Here's a question. <laughs> okay. Here's a question I have for you, Romeo. Since you love Kayla, I do love Kayla. Why can't she do a good hook? That's oh my, my question. God. <laughs> is she like? I feel like the only thing she does is repeat a word. Like none of her hooks really slap. That's I'd be like waiting for <laughs> for the hook. Is she, you and she be just, waiting
0: for the hook? And, and she's it like, don't oh, um, every time. I can't
2: comment on that. Uh, but I don't know why she does <laughs> I don't know. I, the hooks don't slap, bro. Well, nice. I, yeah.
1: Um, do the hooks not slap? Well. They don't. <laughs> Go back and listen. You, you're welcome because you're gonna think differently what? after
0: I'm this like conversation. Give us one hook right now. I don't right think I can give you one from don't exactly because K- they're not like
2: memorable. to do with her overall artistry being good? <laughs> like, I mean, I get it, but it's like, uh, uh-uh. if your hook don't slap you, what what are you even? making Oh wow, see, I see. I see. I love her chorus. I mean, I love her um, right. verses. Versus, I yeah. love those. It's, it's the I hooks. think she
0: is fire. It's just she always lets me down when it comes to the hook. Yeah. The, the chorus. She can have
2: somebody to write that for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we um, appreciate your other gifts, Kehlani.
0: Yes. <laughs> Screaming. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate that. She also learns. Um, in public out loud. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah i do appreciate so that too. i think that's so important yeah nissi nash made this joke at the red table talk that she was like i don't know what i'm doing like where's the community like There's can some, somebody help yeah. me figure this out because i just know that i'm in love that's
2: real and
0: and i think that, yeah i just appreciate when queer folks do that in public yeah, yeah. just like yeah um so, yeah, I mean, I, we we've been going for a long time because I was going to talk about Queen of the Ring, too, which I mean, is just chock full of dope ass queer women who can rap their asses off. Yeah, but I'll just say that about them. Check out Queen of the Ring. I love battle rap. I must say you got me into women. the battle rap. Yes. So. Oh, my gosh, y'all. I love this. I love
2: this. This was so much fun. This was such a good time.
0: Oh damn it! I left out bloodbath again. Oh, oh and bloodbath, oh. it be the booty for me. Yeah. She look cute. <laughs> me. She might not do it for you, little niggas, but she better do it for me. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, tell us what y'all think about. Black queer pop culture, or some reflections or pontifications y'all have had on our conversation, use the hashtag #queerwoc. Well,
1: this has been fun. That's your wrap up. Damn, bitch, you cut me off. I, never mind, shit. <laughs> that because that was not. I was going to say, that say that more shit. Genuine. Okay, go ahead. No, no, it's, no, I'm silenced.
0: No. <laughs> Go ahead,
1: Nikita. <laughs> I was saying this was so much fun. I'm so happy to be back on. Um, I, you know, i will be missing y'all. I'm this job just be having me tired and stressed. But this is mm-hmm. I be I be stressed thinking about all the stuff that I got to do. And then when we actually get on here, you know, you can't get me to shut it's the amazing. fuck up. Truly, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know what, money, shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> we got to unplug that Yeti. All right. So. This has been Nikita who's been sleepless
0: in Syracuse Okay so no Curve Chronicles either then Alright fuck it
1: Oh you got a a Curve Chronicle
0: I do have a Curve Chronicle It's real quick though I wanna hear it Um Nikita I experienced love at first sight
1: (laughs) Oh my god God. Monchonique You experienced love at first sight Twice a week (laughs) Nikita. Ever since I've known you, you <laughs> shut up. This is not a curve chronicle. This is money living. You the most loving at first sight, bitch I've ever met in my life. I mean, shut up. <laughs> and you're laughing because you know I'm not wrong. You I meet your wife every it. three days.
0: I cannot help it if if my heart. <laughs> wants to love
1: okay. That's not the organ that's doing the work That's not the organ Don't you put that <laughs> on your heart It's a little bit further south From the body You're right I it, do get a gut feeling That. Okay <laughs> yeah I, That's that's not what you're worried about when it comes to your guts who wow. <laughs> you fall in love with uh yeah this week, money. I
0: fell in love with the cashier at a crystal shop.
1: Yet again, another Tuesday.
0: <laughs> she, she's just she was so fine that I was like stunned by how fine she was. And she had this like deep ass T Boss voice. Oh my gosh. And if you want it. <laughs> tonight. I was just in love. She was just like, mm-hmm. you know, talking crystals to me. I held a conversation for as long as I could before it was weird, you know, and like I had to yeah. get out of line, but yeah, oh my god. Now I'm gonna have to go back to that store Keep going around that yep. time again to try to catch her again. But that, I think that might get creepy, so I'm yeah. just gonna... I mean,
1: this is a perfect segue to remind people how they can donate, because you probably gonna blow your rent money right on through at the uh, crystal shop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no 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 mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Alright well we'll see who you fall in love with next week Fuck you Nikita Alright so this <laughs>
0: has been This has been money Y'all she really be playing me When it
1: comes to my... I don't be playing you I just know you That's all it is uh, I, I,
0: this is This is different
1: <laughs> it always is money
0: It always is Okay Okay, girl <laughs> Uh huh yeah it's different <laughs> <laughs> Alright y'all This has been an episode Because Nikita just gonna sit here laughing at me You see how she laughs She makes mockery of my love You see what she does
1: Everybody listening to this and say
0: Monty what's her name Since you love her I don't know Okay She's she's the black cashier at the at the crystal shop. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That's a
1: lot of information you have about the, your the love of your life.
0: <laughs> it actually is a lot of information <laughs> when you live in a state that's four percent black. So that really narrows it down.
1: <laughs> you know what? Touche. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that. Anyway, anyway I'm Nikita, if, sleepless if in Syracuse.
0: My wrap, <laughs> wrap it
1: up. Wrap it up.
0: All right, bye, y'all. Bye.